time at Shofar Armanis. If it's your first day here, please raise your hands high. You are very welcome. Welcome. We want to bless you. Please keep your hands up. We want to bless you with a welcome pack. Um, in that welcome pack, there's a, a little bit of information about our church, but there's also a coffee voucher which you can claim during the week. You get free coffee here at church, but during the week you can claim that at Miku Coffee in town. Um, if you are here for the first time, also our toilet facilities are through that door. And Dylan is reminding me that if you are new, please keep your hands up. We want to give you a card if you haven't gotten one yet. We go here in front. Keep them up for a little while. And then our first step, if you have joined us, visiting us, we would love for you to slot into a small group which happens during the week. We have various small groups happening all around the Armanus area. You can see some of the leaders there at the back um, and the areas that there are. If you want to get slotted into a small group, um, please put your name in the Connect book. There's a Connect station there at the back of church. Fill it in, fill your details in, and we would love to get in contact with you during the course of this week. And then a few things happening, uh, very important. We have Toddler's Church for children th uh, three and below, or two, two and a half, two, any case, the Toddler's, <laughs> toddler's Church, first service only. And parents, please um, accommodate your accompany your, your toddlers. Do not just drop them off there. It's in the Toddler's room there at the back. Um, but we have Toddler's Church, and then we also have Amplified Youth, which is for the teenagers. Dylan is very excited. Um, so teenagers, uh, grade 7 to uh, grade 12, if you have any teenagers, um, children who you know would like to get involved in youth or, or come to youth, uh, every Thursday evening, 6 to 8, um, it's a life-changing experience. We really have an awesome time together in the Lord's presence. And um, yeah, we really want to encourage you to send your children um, to, to Amplified Youth. And then we also have... Um, there we go, there's Christmas gift box, uh, Jubilee Lighthouse uh, gift boxes, donations. You can see the, the information there um, for the children's home, um, Jubilee and Lighthouse. You, for more information, you can, um, you can get in contact with Junae. I don't know if she's here yet, uh, but you can leave your details there at the back. We uh, want to bless these, these children with a little gift box filled with a few goodies in. So um, the easiest for us is if you can do a financial donation. Um, the bank details are there on the slide, but you can also just leave your details at the back um, in the Connect book. And then we have prayer gatherings. Uh, on Thursday mornings, we have intercession and prayer at church at 9 o'clock and then also on Sundays at 8 o'clock in the office to pray for the church service. We want to encourage everyone to join us. It would be great if you can come to the prayer meetings. And then we have offering baskets at the sides of the exits um, as you leave. And we also have SnapScan availability. Thank you. Awesome. Praise the Lord for Toddler's Church. You know, when, when Jesus got tested, he had to go through the desert. But if you were part of church and then got children and you remained in church through toddler phase, then you've also made it through a desert. So you can give yourself a clap. <laughs> Father, I just want to thank you for the privilege to be able to come into a public building, all of us, all our cars, it's publicly known that we are here for church. What a privilege that we can do this in our country. Worship you, not with whispers, like in certain areas, 
of the persecuted world, but we can worship you with shouts, with songs, beautiful instruments, and allow our voices to mingle and make this wonderful sound as we praise you without being afraid. With that being said, Lord, I pray that you will also help us not to get comfortable because it is such a blessing to worship you here in our country. It is easy, but also, also train us for war. Also train us to win spiritual battles where you are leading us to overcome, where you are leading us past hurts that happened to us previously and sometimes that takes courage steps of faith the asking of forgiveness the laying down of a certain mindset whatever is needed here lord for us this morning i pray that through your spirit an anointing will be given to each one to overcome whatever the mountain before they may be and i pray that in the name of jesus amen this morning I'm, I'm calling this sermon Answering God's Call and, and, I, and I, I was struggling with my theme because I don't want it to sound like, yeah, okay, that's awesome because I did that 20 years ago so I added for the season <laughs> because God is constantly busy with us, amen. Uh, just as we think, man, I'm doing well with the Lord and, and we're almost like pitching tent long term in the spirit. The Lord leads us freshly in a new direction and uh, I think for all of us it's um, it's such a blessing to be able to hear God's word to us and then to move and experience the blessing of being on a journey with the Lord but sometimes I find myself I catch myself after a month or two or three and I'm like I'm camping here but there's no one here it's like God is inviting me or ushering me to move and, and he gave me that call but I missed it or I didn't or I kept my, my ears closed and then um, I move again I'm like yes Lord moving with you answering your call um, there's so much life in that in, and satisfaction and so if my sermon had a, a, a thesis or a problem statement it would be how can I better understand what happens when God calls me? So that if I'm really intentional about this, I can get moving. And so what I want to do is I want to go to one event where Jesus had to answer God's call. And through the narrative, look at some of the elements that we might face. Now just the interesting thing... Um, Narrative reading, like you'll, what you find in the Gospels when the life of Jesus is recorded, or even in the Old Testament, narrative reading can be, at certain times, quite enjoyable, because you're reading the story, and so you find yourself making your way through the Bible nicely. Like if you go to the book of 1 Kings, or 2 Kings, or even Genesis, it's, you can find yourself reading chapters at one sitting, Whereas when you in the book of Ephesians, you read four chapters and yes, Biki Bomskok, and yes, whoa. Because the truth unfolds over narratives in a different way. It, the truth unfolds and there's commands in there, but the way it comes to us is different. Um, one way to, to put it is 
when you read a narrative, which we are just going to read now, a short narrative of, of when Jesus got baptized, um, you often are being led inductively. So, so what that means is you don't know where the story is going to end. The story is just unfolding before you. Okay. And sometimes the narrative of the Bible leaves you there. It, it tells you what happens, and then the author is silent. And you're like, okay, but what do I do with that text? What does that mean? Other times, the writer or Jesus comes back and he closes the loop. He makes it plain. For example, Jesus tells the parable of the sower. Okay? So what he does is he tells a story and he leads us inductively. He says, there's this one piece of land and then this happens. All right. Then the next one, then that happens. But then... Luckily, the disciples asked him, what does it mean? And then in that instant, he goes back and he lifts the truth up for us. Are you with me? All right. Okay. But now other times, for example, when Jesus gets baptized, we get a narrative, but nowhere does, when commentators try and do it for us, but the Bible does not stop and tell us, okay, so here's what now happened, transpired when Jesus got baptized. So take note, we need to do that for ourselves. And that's why narrative reading can be sometimes harder because you need to push in deeper. You need to meditate. You need to put yourself in the shoes of the characters in the parable, in the shoes of Jesus. Whereas uh, you might just get a charge in an epistle, pray always. Now, one of, uh, somewhere in a narrative, there might be a story of a prayerless man that struggles. And so after two chapters, the model of the story is pray, but now in the epistles you might get a sentence, pray always. Are you with me? Right, now we're going to narrative now. We're going into a narrative where Jesus answered God's call and we're going to see if we can dissect the elements and bring it into our lives. Okay, here we are. We find the narrative in Matthew 3.13. Then Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to John to be baptized by him. John would have prevented him saying, I need to be baptized by you, and do you come to me? But Jesus answered him, let it be so now, for thus it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. And then he consented. And, and when Jesus was baptized, now what I want us to do is I want us there was, Jesus' life was filled with obedience to the Father. Filled. Okay, so we're just isolating this one instance. What makes the baptism of Jesus interesting as a call to fulfill all righteousness or a call to the Father, what makes it interesting, it, it was also the start of his public ministry. It was the answering of a very specific call. He would constantly answer the father even just after in the temptations in the desert jesus would answer towards the father or obey towards him but with the what makes the baptism interesting it is is the door into his public ministry all right he's he's answering a call he's taking up what is ahead when jesus was baptized immediately he went up from the water and behold, the heavens were opened to him, and he saw the Spirit of God ascending like a dove and coming to rest on him. And behold, a voice from heaven said, This is my beloved Son, 
with whom I am well pleased. Now, there's a lot happening here. I cannot cover everything, not because I'm time constrained. I don't have all the revelation <laughs> of this piece. But we'll, we'll find water. We're going to lift up what the Holy Spirit has revealed to me. What I want to lead with, what I want to start with, is when God calls us and we start to move, there's many things that moves around us. There's many things that happens to bring a momentum into our lives and to help us to obey the Father. First thing, Matthew 3 verse 13. Now look at what the writer is doing. Before Jesus gets baptized, look at this verse. What is the meaning of this verse? Then Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to John to be baptized with him. This is an important verse because it's in the Bible. Okay, but it's not yet the spirit that's coming down. It's not yet the fathering that's, the father that's speaking. It's not in the desert yet. It just says Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to John to be baptized. Now, if the scripture says Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan, you need to know and remember that they did not have a car. So the first question we have to ask is, how far was that? Because that's the statement of the narrative in this verse. How long did it take him to get there? So did he just walk down to the old harbor or did his first step towards answering the call take intentionality and planning? An effort. So this is about 35 kilometers. Okay, so it's, it's not the comrades, but 35 kilometers, we can walk it in a day, but maybe if you carry some goods and you don't have night techies, and maybe one would allow two days for that. To arrive to where you need to sleep over there, some light, find a place to lodge, you don't, don't have Airbnb, so one would say two days travel. The first thing that we need to note is in answering God's call, and let's put that point number one on there, is that Jesus had to position himself for God's call generally. Generally. Like if you want to be baptized by John, the scripture says Jesus went from Galilee to the Jordan. Okay. He had to position himself for obedience. And what that would have meant is speaking to the people where he resided in Galilee. Hey guys, I'm leaving. If I just disappear, just know this is where I'm going. Uh, preparing supplies, baking bread, washing some clothes. You don't know what you're going to find on the road. Um, who's going with him? Is he going alone? So it would take some intentionality for him to start positioning himself to answer the call and be baptized by John, and the same with you and the same with me. And then he would have to take the first step of the journey out of his home, out of his town, and embark on a journey of obedience. Are you with me here this morning? General positioning. You may call it yielding. You may call it being prepared. Um, I'll use a few analogies in, in a moment which might not do this justice, but I'm going to try my best. Uh, 
I just want to run ahead almost a little bit with this. So one might say, okay, if you want to be useful for God generally, generally as a believer, you'd have to open your life to the Spirit, be in the Word, be in fellowship, and be on a mission. That would be generally being a disciple that can be responsive. Now, you're not specifically responsive yet. You're just positioning yourself. You're just like, okay, Lord, I'm ready to do your work. Because my heart is leading you through the gate into the call that maybe God is laying on you very specifically at this time. Maybe some of you have heard God prompting you with what he wants you to do towards the end of the year or next year. Maybe he started with you with whispers, with dreams. Maybe this has been confirmed with friends. Now, I think what the scripture is helping us with today is if you then want to move, you need to start now positioning yourself to obey the Lord. If you want to obey him and what he's whispering, what do you need to plan? What do you need not to do? Cancel. How do you need to change your life now in order to bear that fruit in the next, in the next season? Oh, let's go on. Let's go on. It's still quite vague. John would have prevented him saying, I need to be baptized by you. And you come to me. But Jesus answered him, let it be so now, for thus it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. And then he consented. Now we're just going to Luke for a moment, which comments on the same event. Luke says, now when all the people were baptized, okay, so now Jesus has generally moved from Galilee, made preparations, intentionally got himself to the place where he needs to be inaugurated for his public ministry, which is being baptized by John. He now, he's now there. Now, I, I wonder, and I'm asking the Lord, how many times do I miss the first part and then the bus has left for that month or for that season? And what about us? Okay, but obviously we're looking at our King, our Savior, the Son of God. He's always there. He never misses the bus, okay? So he's there where baptism is happening. Now when all the people were baptized, it came to pass that Jesus was also being baptized. Okay, what has happened? He moved generally and then specifically. Okay, here it is. Let's do it. Baptize me now. We've got some more words in Matthew. There was a dialogue between John and Jesus, but here in Luke, if we can just go back to that verse, it just says, when Jesus got there, people were being baptized, right location, right space, and he also got baptized. He then specifically answers the call to what's happening around him. If we can go to that next slide. Yeah, to specifically respond. Now, let me, let me give you an example. Okay. <laughs> this is not to make you feel bad, okay, because I am the worst of us all. Who has ever wanted to play the piano? Come on, put up your hand. Be honest. You know where I'm going with this. John, don't put up your hand because you do play the piano, okay? Who, who has ever wanted to play the piano or, or the guitar? Come on, just be super honest for a moment. Yeah, like a lot of people. Okay. I want to play the piano as well because one of my favorite instruments. 
But you know what? I don't play the piano. I've been wanting to play the piano for about 20 years. I don't play the piano. Now, I'm not saying that's God's first call for my life. Just follow me here. But if I want to play the piano, two things need to happen. I need to be intentional. And now I need to respond in a general way. So I need to get a piano. And for me to get a piano, I probably need to sell my bodyboard. <laughs> okay, so I need, to, I need to make a decision. But if it is what I want to do, if I want to go to the Jordan, I have to leave Galilee. I have to leave. Okay? But now, at one stage, I also had a piano. I don't have it anymore. I gave it away. What do I need to do? I need to sit. <laughs> yeah, because... YouTube cannot do this for me because I'd love to play it myself. So when I get there, if I've got it, I need to specifically now engage, which means I need to open up time and cancel other things if I want to sit here and play the piano. Now, listen, God is not calling us to play the piano, all of us, some of us like Maria, yes. But it is, it is the same for some of the things God is calling us to. Many of us here, you have dreams in the kingdom. He has spoken with you. He has whispered. and It has been confirmed by other people. This morning is an invitation to write down what you need to do to get from Galilee to the Jordan and then get him. When you get there. Amen. What is he saying to you? What is he saying to you? Let's go on. Now when all the people were baptized, it came to pass that Jesus also being baptized. Now look at the narrative. What is it saying? It, it, what happened here is not, and in, in just in this example, I mean, it, the narrative tells us, it, Jesus did not get baptized, then the other people. It said, when all the people were baptized, it came to pass that Jesus also being baptized. What does it tell us about him? He fell in line. <laughs> you believe that? And he's thinking, look at John. And he's moving. Isn't it amazing? The only thing I want to say about this is, your calling is personal. I'm moving faster here because I want us to pray afterwards. But it's not exclusive. We can go to the next slide. And what that means is, where you are going, you will not be alone. <laughs> When you go from Galilee to the Jordan, you'll find all the other people who's also moved from Galilee to the Jordan, also responding. And there you will find the best friends you'll ever have in your life, on the riverbanks of the Jordan, in line, waiting 
to be to take that step of specific obedience and wandering dream about what God has in store for us, for you. What it also means is there's no place in the kingdom for the pride of man. If a son came and stood at the back, let us not want a calling so that we can be better. Let us want a calling in order to serve and enjoy those around us who's also bringing their gifts and let us enjoy them as they minister, as they also bring out. And let us understand that we will be at a time and in a place in church, some of you have been there, where it's really an area where you, can, you thrive in ministry, but you aren't just in the line for now. You're just standing. While other people are singing the songs, and while other people are doing the ministry, sometimes we're just in the line, like Jesus was, and that's all right. So it, it takes us from our pride, but it's also a great comfort because in the kingdom, you should never be alone because you're not called to isolation or exclu exclusivity. You're called into a body. And so when you get there, you'll find many parts moving and you'll be wowed by how God uses other people as well. Amen. And when Jesus was baptized, immediately he went from the water. Now you know where I'm going with this. And behold, the heavens were opened. And he saw the Spirit of God ascending like a dove, coming to rest on him. And behold, a voice from heaven said, This is my beloved Son, with whom I'm well pleased. As Jesus positioned himself, the Spirit gave what was needed for the next step. As we position ourselves before the Lord, as we yield, as we take those steps of obedience, there's an importation of a spirit taking us forward. And we knew what was waiting for Jesus on the other side of his baptism, the desert. Amen. It is the Holy Spirit that will help you. What does it mean? What is the narrative saying? Do not be afraid of what you sh should say, what you should do. It will be given to you. You will be enabled. You will find the power. He is inviting you. And so this is a call to yield. It is a call to receive what is needed for your journey. And when Jesus was baptized, reading the same verse, immediately went up from the water, and behold, the heavens were open to him. He saw the Spirit of God ascending like a dove and coming to rest on him. Just touched that. And not only was he enabled by the Spirit, very important, did not stop there. Look at the narrative. What else happened there? The Father spoke. He said, this is my son. And I'm pleased with him. Which tells us, if we look at this text, that the only thing we need is not power. In fact, that can corrupt. What we need is to know who we are and whose we are. As we receive a mighty power, we need to go mightily deep in our character and our identity in the Father. This is very important because when the enemy came to tempt Jesus, he did not tempt him 
because Jesus was weak. He hoped to find a crack in verse 17. He was offering Jesus to be a better lover than what the Father could be. If you do this, I will give you the city, my love, my care. If you do this, I will give you. He was going for his identity. What will take you out of ministry is not a lack of power. It is not knowing who you are. It will knock you. Because another lover, a false lover, is waiting in the desert with love to offer. Beautifully packaged on the inside, it's empty. That happens in real life, by the way, as well. But here, know this. The father dictates the character or the identity of a son. He says, you are mine. I'm your dad. And so when someone comes around the corner, if a stranger comes, wants to give you sweets, wants to give you stuff, you are mine. Forever covered, loved, and cherish. Now we can fulfill our calling. Now we can go. And this is my heart for this morning and, 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 and what's been coming through as we were praying and also pressing in my heart is that let's respond to what God is giving to us. Let's respond like Jesus. Let's move from Galilee to John. Let's get in the water. Let's receive the Spirit. Let's hear His voice. Now we go. And then often we need to go back. That's why we get baptized, because it remains a testimony. Sometimes we feel knocked by the enemy. We need to go back to the Jordan. Remember, okay, that's where I walked. That's where I came from. That's where I went under. Then the Spirit came. Then the Father spoke. Okay, I'm ready. And you go again. It's forever a testimony, forever powerful in your life. And this morning, my heart is for you to take what the Lord has for you. We have no new initiative happening in Shofar. We're not taking you up for a building fund. We're not taking you up for a project. There's nothing. Okay, there's nothing. My heart is for what he's whispering to you. What is he saying to you? How can we help one another respond? And bear fruit in the Lord. Amen. Let's stand up this morning and respond to the Lord. We have a prayer team this morning because we want to pray with you. We want to we trust for many of the things that happened to Jesus to happen with us this morning where this movement, where the Spirit is leading, we want to make sure we can love you in that way that when you want to respond, you are not alone. When you get there, there's others there. And so that's why we want to pray with you this morning. So let's just, let's just close our eyes before the Lord and open our hearts. Father, We call you Father, our dad in this place. So loved are we. And so privileged to be able to work with you, Father. To partner with you in your kingdom. What a privilege to be a part, 
to one day be able to stand in eternity and say, I'm a part of that team. It was a small part, but to me it feels massive. Thank you for inviting us in, Lord. Holy Spirit, we welcome you and we respect you, the one who touches everyone in the unseen part and draws them to the sun. Draw this morning. Lead our hearts. Yes, as a, con a congregation, as a collective. Lead us as a collective, but also as individual parts of this collective. May there be many little responses as you do your work in the hearts of your people this morning. Let's just pray in this place this morning. If you can even pray in the Spirit, let's just pray and honor the Lord. The one who calls us on a journey from Galilee to a place where there's people that are being baptized. And you, you also arrive for your moment. So will you turn around there or will you also respond? And obviously I'm not only talking about baptism. Definitely that as well. But just about the general call of God in your life. Are you stepping in? Know that you will receive a power and an identity that cannot be shaken. We worship you in this place, Lord. Lift up your name. Honored above every name, Lord. We lift you up. If you are here in this place this morning and and you'd like to surrender your life to God for the first time. Or maybe you feel like you've drifted away. Maybe you feel like you've lost connection. And so for you, it feels like a fresh start. Then we would love to pray with you. And be there when you get there. <laughs> you are not alone. I know the enemy tells you you're alone, but you are not alone. He's arranged this whole meeting for you. So if you are here this morning and you'd like to just connect with him and take up his call for your life, won't you just put up your hand very high and say, that's me. Thank you for that hand. Is there any, anyone else? Keep that hand up nice and high. Don't be shy this morning. There's another hand. There's another hand. Don't be shy this morning. Be brave. Great and blessed are those who enter into the kingdom of the Lord. Someone's putting up two hands. We're going to be praying for a lot of people, but I'm going to ask you to take a step of courage. I'm going to count to three, and I want you to quickly come to the front. We want to pray for you and give you a book. One, two, three. Let's move. There's no spectators here. We are praying. Because we're going to keep on praying. Someone's going to take care of his people, pray with him. But we're not done. The Holy Spirit has got a work to do. He wants to fill some people here this morning and send you on your way. If you want to commit to position yourself generally and specifically so that the Lord, so that you can be useful to the Lord. 
If you want to if you want to go to your life and replan, if you want to take your calendar, if you want to if you want to arrive there where God wants to use you. Then I want you to quickly put up your hands that, and say that's me. I'm going to be intentional about this. I'm going to enroll. Thank you for those hands. I'm going to call you forward in a moment. But just put up those hands. Let's take it step by step. Put it up very high. Say I'm going to be there. I want to move from Galilee to the Jordan to present myself to the opportunities the Lord has for me. Put your hand up very high. Say, that's me. There's hands going up. If that's you, I'm going to count to three, and I want you to come here to my left-hand side. One, two, three. We're going to pray with you. Because when you arrive at the Jordan, you will not be alone. There was other people there. There's people that's moving. Can I get all the small group facilitators? Even if you want to respond as a small group facilitator, we'll first pray, we'll first serve the people, and then we'll pray for one another. Now, if you need to be aware again, intentionally to know and yield to the power of the Spirit, okay, we want to anoint you this morning with oil as a remembrance for the fact that the Holy Spirit will help you in the desert. You are not alone. If that is you, I'm going to count to three. Just come here straight to the middle. One, two, three. Quickly move out. I need power to get through the desert. This is your spot. Just face me if you are coming for prayer. If you wa- yes, if you're going to come to minister, I want you to face these people. We're going to anoint them. And we're going to be there for them. Is there anyone else? You want to open your life for the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. Because you have felt weak in the desert. You have felt when you've gotten to the opposition, it's almost like when it's the Holy Spirit that wants to come. I've got one more call. I know I'm, I'm working the group this morning, but just, just stay focused. If you have become stagnant, because you've got hurt in church, hurt by pastors, hurt by believers, hurt by people that call themselves Christians, and that has caused you to be stagnant, that is an identity area that needs a touch. All right? And so you might move in the gifts, you might feel empowered, but you've stopped because of offense and what people have done. It means the enemy has sent forces to stop you in your tracks, to disrupt your identity, what you believe about God and how he heals you in who you are. If that is you, I want you to come here very quickly. One, two, three, quickly come out. There's some people moving. I need more facilitators, please. Thank you so much. Just wait here. All three, if you guys can come help. Thank you so awesome. Awesome. Great. Awesome. Right, there's no spectators here this morning. So what I want you to do is to sit down for a moment. And if you want to, you can close your eyes and just ask the Lord, Lord, what are you doing with me right now? And just spend some time with the Lord. You may pray with a friend or with a spouse or with someone you came, but let's reflect. Let's also, as these people are responding, if we are in our seats, we're also still partaking. It's just in a different way. Maybe you just want to pray. Can we put those five points up there, honey? Maybe you just want to pray through that. Share with someone what God has been telling you. 
Let's spend some more time in his presence. We've got a few more minutes. We're still going to pray for people here in front. If you've got any other prayer requests, you're welcome to make your way to the front. We've got more than enough facilitators here to stand by you. But I want to formally dismiss you if you're in the back, because in that way we can just make way for the next service that's coming in. Grab a coffee on the outside, say hi to, hi to someone, and then you're welcome to be on your way. God bless you, and we'll see you next week. We'll be here in front if there's any more ministry needed.